Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology today. I'm so grateful you're here with us, and I am so thankful to be your host. And we're going to be looking today at, is there a discrepancy in the Gospel of Counts of the hometown of Jesus? You know, is it Bethlehem? Is it Nazareth? Or maybe even Capernaum or Bethesda? Or Bethsaida, excuse me. Let's get started. Let's look. We're on page 149 of kind of a base textbook we've been using here. I use this at Indiana Bible College for textbooks. It's one of the best books on Christian evidence I have ever seen. It's up there with Evidence of Man's a Verdict by McDowell. And it's a popular handbook of archaeology in the Bible by Holden Geisler. I always want to give proper credit to them. So what we normally do is just use them as a base textbook encourage you to purchase it, but you don't have to. We'll just go through it and uh, then just interact from there. So let's get started again. Thank you for being here. The hometown of Jesus, was it Bethlehem or Nazareth? Matthew emphasizes Bethlehem while Luke focuses upon Nazareth. Matthew highlights Jesus' birthplace, Luke his hometown. To create a conflict between the accounts, Urban, and this is a rebuttal they're doing to some very popular Bart Ehrman books. Um, one in particular, I think, is misquoting Jesus, but he's got a few out. Along these lines, I remember when he was considered an evangelical textual critic, and he's gradually, he's at the University of North Carolina, kind of uh, drifted to extreme liberalism and skepticism. Er, he may still consider himself evangelical, I never want to misrepresent him anyway. Ehrman relies on some fairly serious conjecture, meaning that the differences he insists on can hardly be considered irreconcilable. He posits the following. Since Herod decreed that the soldiers must kill all children two years and younger, Jesus and his family must have stayed in Bethlehem longer than a month. This would create some tension with Luke's count which has them returning after about a month. However, Ehrman's insistence that the stories require this timeline remains highly speculative. Matthew's account does not explicitly state how long Jesus' family remained in Bethlehem, making their proposed contradictions highly tentative or even impossible to prove from the text. Now, we know Herod killed the babies, slaughtered the innocents, big thing, uh, I may have touched on that in a podcast. I don't remember I've done a podcast just on the slaughter of the innocents and testimony from uh, history. If I haven't yet, Lord willing, I will. Um, but obviously one could not expect uh, Mary and Joseph and Jesus to have lived in a manger for two years. That could have just been Herod's way of ensuring casting a wide net. And uh, uh, it's been estimated by uh, sociodemographers and ethnologists that, you know, that it would have probably been like 60 children. Some people say as many thousands, but I was just reading some things. It may not have been quite as horrifically severe. One is severe, trust me, and horrible. But uh, so... Again, I understand Ehrman's point about Jesus being at the temple and, and all of this. and 
undergoing the different rites at various age. But, uh, you know, it's definitely not beyond the feasibility for him to have just been in Bethlehem a few days, fled to Egypt and then to Nazareth and uh, all of that happening within uh, the course of a few weeks. So, God bless. Thank you so much for being with us today. I was just thinking about all the attendant with pregnancies and ladies being weak and all that, but and I've known some women that uh, is traumatic as childbirth is were very strong through it in, in within a couple days just incredible so and Mary would have been quite young at that time so again God bless thanks for being with us today and uh, please share with your friends and family and church family Sunday school classes whoever you think might benefit from us this we want to just look at biblical archaeology from every perspective and uh think at the end we'll find that the Bible is absolutely true. You can trust your Bible. It is true and infallible and inerrant. And uh, God bless. Please leave us a five-star review. If you'd be so kind, it helps people find us. Pray for us. Please subscribe and listen to our playlist if you haven't already, whether it's your first time or hundredth time or more. We're just grateful you're here. God bless you. Bye-bye.